Welcome to the 10th season of Delving Into Dance. In this season, the Australian Youth Dance Festival Youth Ambassadors take over the interviews to explore youth dance practice, taking place both in Australia and further afield. You will hear interviews from Dan Riley, Anna Kenrick, Adam Rutherford, Adam Wheeler, Aparna Nagesh, Katie McCarthy and Isabella Stone. Each interview stretches a different aspect of youth dance practice, presented against the backdrop of the Australian Youth Dance Festival taking place in Melbourne in July. This season has been produced in a partnership between Dance Victoria and Delving Into Dance, with the aim of expanding the conversation of youth dance practice, recognising the central role that youth dance has in a healthy dance ecology. This interview is with Adam Wheeler and I. It was a very eye-opening experience for me as it was my first ever interview and my first time to crack open those hard questions. The highlights for me in this interview are when Adam elaborates his very successful start in his career and allows us to know how exactly he made it as we don't always get to know those details. I started by asking when and why did he start dancing? I started dancing moons and moons ago. Uh, no, not really. Actually, to be honest, I started at a late age. I was, uh, well, I, w- I was close to 18 when I decided that I wanted to start this, as a, that I wanted to take on dance as a career. Um, but really, like, if I think about school productions, yeah, even in high school and primary school, I, I was always... I was always dancing, like I always loved dancing, I liked going to dances, um, uh, but it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't until the end of year 12 that uh, I decided that uh, this was something that I wanted to do for the rest of my life. So through your many years of dancing, did you feel like your knowledge of dance helped you succeed in your career? I, I think I've been, I think I've been incredibly lucky uh, with the people that I've had in, uh, around me as, as a as a young dancer, and then early in my career, like some of the first, you know, like, like I started dancing with Stompin, uh, that gave me the the creative uh, process and edge, and yeah, you know, it was it was less about whether I was flexible or whether I could point my feet good, um, but you know, but more about uh, what I had to offer uh, as, as a mover uh, and how I want to express myself. And, and and then I was really lucky to have a really important ballet teacher who understood that I was older. I had a lot to catch up. I had a lot to do to catch up. Um, and she was really patient and gentle with me and got me into the right place to be able to go to the VCA and. And then, yeah, and then around that time, you know, like, yeah, I was, you know, I was exposed to people like Luke George and Steph Lake and Beck Reed, who also were from Tasmania and also had come through a, a youth dance company. So this kind of cycle and modelling of uh, influence was really, uh, look, I'm going to use the word beautiful. It feels like it kind of throws it away a little bit, but actually, um, you know, the kind of the romantic sentimental nature of it is actually really inspiring and and was really inspiring because it was I had so much confidence was built in me uh, that this was something that I really could do in a, as a career um, yeah and then and then off we kind of went and kind of have done a whole bunch of things well um, when as soon as you finished year 12 did you have an exact game plan of what you were going to do or were you a bit Aminari? <laughs> <laughs> a game plan? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? 
Funny, I actually, I did, actually. Uh, I had a really, uh, as I said, like, so at the time, Stompin' was directed by the founding director, uh, a woman named Jill Rector, who's this incredible woman um, and, and incredibly inspiring. And she, she was the one that really planted the seed for me that this could be something I could do as a career. And, and she said to me, she said, Adam, if you want this as a career, you could do it. She said, but we need to put you into a ballet class and then you need to go to the VCA and then you can join Chunky Move. And I went, okay, no worries. Uh, but what's Chunky Move? And she showed, she had, literally handed me some VHS tapes. Um, yeah, do you know what they are? Yes. <laughs> yeah, of course you do. <laughs> yeah, she, she, she handed me these VHS tapes and showed me some really kind of early Chunky Move works, one of them being Crumpled and Corrupted. Um, and it blew my mind apart that this is something that I could do, and this is, uh, and there was this kind of uh, physicality uh, uh, that Chunky offered uh, was something that I could be done as a dancer, um, and uh, so from there that was that was the game plan. You know, I started doing ballet. My first ballet classes were with a group of ten-year-old girls who were really good. They were really good at ballet and I was really bad. And I had my, I, I wore a pair of tights that my mum owned that were like velvet blue. And I wore my footy socks with my ballet shoes. Um, yeah, I was, I was, look, it was the end of the 90s and I was really going there. Funny enough, actually, I reckon that fashion would look pretty good right now at the VCA. Um, but, uh, yeah, but not really, <laughs> not back in 1999. Uh, so, yeah, there was a game plan, you know, like, and, and, and I was incredibly fortunate, incredibly, yeah, I, I feel like I, you know, I worked my butt off, but um, I was lucky that that actually happened, you know. I got to the VCA and then I was lucky enough to work with Chunky Move. Amazing. Um, do you wish you had changed anything or gone a different path when you were trying to pursue dance? Do you mean outside of dance or within dance? Uh, both. <laughs> uh, look, t- to be honest, the, the, the decision to become a dancer was made... Uh, I'm, I'm going to use the word violently. Like, it, it happened so quickly that I never looked back on it. And, and I definitely at no point in my career have ever wished I did something else. Um, I definitely and I sound like an old man saying this but I wish I wish I tried a little harder at VCA I think I wish I was a uh, probably a better student um, but I also think that part of not being a better student is part of the reason why I'm here today uh, I, I, I was I was one of those students that um, always had other projects on. I was always wanting to do something else. I was, there was always another thing to do, and I was always in Jenny's office asking for permission to go somewhere and do something other than just be in class. Um, and it wasn't that I didn't like doing class. It was just that I was so eager to learn so much and do much, I, I think. You know, my second year, I was a bit naughty. I, I think I wagged a little bit. Um, and, I, and I don't recommend that to anyone <laughs> at all. It, if you get to tertiary training, you work your butt off every single day. Uh, it is the, one of the luckiest things you can ever do. But so no, look, no, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't regret anything, and I don't wish that I'd gone down any other path because I think I think that what I get to do is incredibly amazing. Being a director, choreographer, and educator of a youth company obviously would mean that you would work closely with youth dancers. 
Do you think that they can evolve dance into something different because of their age? Oh, good question. <laughs> I I am always, always, and I will be. I was even just teaching class last night with a, a bunch of young dancers, and I am incredibly amazed by how a young body. Uh, an, an uninformed body uh, moves. You know, uh, we, we we strive, as I'm sure you are yourself, striving towards wanting to train professionally and become a professional dancer. And and I think often that you know, we you know, we learn fundamentals and we learn techniques and we find strategies to understand our body better to become better dancers. But what what a young body has. Uh, is a rawness that can't be taught, and it's you know it's uh, you know like like, like a, you know like a, a bambi, like a baby deer, you know trying to find its feet, like like I, that that kind of idiosyncratic behaviour that's untrained, I find incredibly fascinating. Um, yeah, and, and, and like you know to the other spectrum of that is when you see uh, you know a mature age dancer who's been in their body for decades and decades, the way that their confidence in their body is something you can't teach. It's something that you learn and you gain over decades and decades of, of the form. But, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, young people and young people's bodies have, I've always found incredibly inspiring. And um, maybe because it, when I was a younger... When I started dancing, I was that kind of Bambi myself, you know? And, uh, yeah, so I, I think... Uh, I think the young people these days as well are... Are so informed, so uh, their voice is can be and is being heard more than you know more than twenty years ago when I was a kid, um, and and that will evolve the art form, and and the, and the art form actually merely just becomes a vessel for how you as as young artists and of the next generation can pursue a greater future, which I, I can't hmm. encourage you all enough to do. Um. I find you a great influence in dance um, as you have succeeded so much and your energy that you give towards people whom you may not even know is just so welcoming and makes everyone happy. Do you have an influence that keeps your drive for dance still going or is it um, just yourself and that push for dance that keeps you going? Uh, first of all, thank you very much for your such lovely words. <laughs> you can get, get me, I'm tearing up here in, in Tasmania. Um, no, look, uh, any, behind any anyone is is influence from others. Like I would be completely kidding myself if if I thought that um, it was just solely me that pushes um, myself forward any day, every day. Like uh, as I said earlier, I, I've had incredibly fascinating, intelligent, passionate, dedicated teachers and choreographers and artists influenced me over the years um, and they still influence me today um, yeah I, I am incredibly encouraged by the uh, yeah like yeah like I, even like when I, I see like young young people protesting about climate change uh, or being at the the January 26th uh, invasion day march and seeing people being so Passionate about wanting to see change and wanting to see things shift, they that encourages me. You know, like, like I, I find them really, I find that really inspiring and passionate. And then actually, like 
Yeah, like on a geeky level, like I'm going to share share with you uh, a, a little in, inside secret that, like I I really like watching like um, like Star Trek Next Generation because I, I like watching Captain Picard and how he leads. <laughs> That's so embarrassing that I'm telling you that, but it's true because I find him inspiring as a leader. Uh, yeah, and, and actually even more kind of like pop culture at the moment, I've been watching a little bit of Brooklyn Nine-Nine and being inspired in, inspired by their captain. So, you know, so I, I, I think influence can come from anywhere. Uh, yeah, like, like I, I love watching dance works and I love working with dancers that inspire me and... and Encourage me to continue striving forward to what I wanted, what I would like to do with my career and what I want to offer the, the industry. But also, it, it can be pop culture and it can be daggy and uh, it, it can be anything that can inspire you. And so, I'm happy to, to tell you that my Star Trek <laughs> uh, inspirations. Um, awesome. Um, what do you feel is a big topic in everyday life that can only be talked about or explored through dance? That can only be explored by dance. Yeah. Or talked about. Like, yeah. Shown. Yeah, yeah. Look, look, at the moment, yeah, it kind of feels like the world's trying to tear itself apart a little bit. Uh, yeah, I think that there's more borders and ideas of right and left and centralist and division between race and culture and identity and and, and I think that actually what what dance offers us is a connectivity um, when we if we're an audience member watching someone dance on stage we we connect to that body in a way that words can't describe uh, or, or when you're dancing with someone on stage you have that uh, connection with them as well, and, uh, and I think that is that—that's the beautiful thing about our art form. Um, yeah, say aside from theatre or visual arts, sculpture, music, um, that it is about how bodies interconnect. It's how bodies share and exchange energy. Um, and so I think that is one thing that, uh, in a current topic, that dance only. Well, it, 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 it can hit us at a deeper level. Mm, yes. Agreed. Um, also going off that question, do you think dance can provide certain things that speaking cannot? All of those things I just said. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, like, you know, I, look, the... Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think language, la- language and text uh uh, fascinating um, across any language, you know, across any language, but I think the the moving body language is something that's universal. Uh, yeah, like uh, yeah, I, I was just on tour in Mexico, where I was uh, where Spanish, Mexican Spanish is the first speaking language, and I don't speak Spanish uh, at all. But often I would find myself in conversations that were about body language and miming and expression, and they weren't so much about the words I was saying, but actually the way that I was saying them. Uh, and I think that that is a really beautiful thing that dance does, that, that it is universal, um, and it will be, you know, and can cross all boundaries. Do you feel like dance allows you to do certain things in the real world that maybe you wouldn't be able to do if it wasn't for dance? Uh, absolutely. Well, 
Yeah, I, I, I think I'm in an incredible position where uh, I get to devise and come up with project ideas that connect me with different people uh, around the world. Um, I, 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 am, I, I feel like dance, particularly with what I'm doing at the moment, allows me to um, yeah, uh, start conversations about how we connect with our indigenous culture, how we exist within privilege, how uh, how just how complex and sens- and sensitive the world is right now, and uh, and how we can uh, kind of find our way or mediate our way through that. You know, and uh, one of my favourite street artists is a French guy named Jr. And he always talks about uh, that art art can't change the world, but it can start the conversation. And and I think that's a really yeah, like I feel like I kind of live. That's a little bit of a mantra for me, of you know, going like, how can I make work? How can I bring people together that will allow those conversations to begin? Um, and uh, yes, so yeah, dance, dance lets me connect. Let's dance lets me connect with the world at such a deep level that I can't imagine any other industry or platform allowing that to happen. Um, for those emerging artists wanting to know, what are some things you wish you had known when you started your career? Oh, I think it's a dangerous question. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think sometimes it's good not to know everything. Um, but I think as I said earlier that uh, although I knew being at the VCA was an incredibly lucky situation, uh, I wish I tried a bit harder. Um, uh, yeah, like I, yeah, I, I think that it's at no point ever take it, ever take it for granted that what you're doing, it, uh, it is incredibly special. It is incredibly uh, important and. When you succeed, celebrate that that success, but always be thriving for more and, and be as open as possible to everything. Uh, you, you may think that you want to be the most uh, die-hard experimental contemporary artist, and that and by all means go go for it. Uh, but don't shut yourself out to the rest of the world because the the world is big and it's complex and it's got so much to offer. And you could surprise yourself where the, the most grandest of inspiration could come from. Mm. Do you think that um, if you didn't know certain things in your career, it would have affected where you are now? Uh, I don't know. I, like, yeah, I, I, I struggle with this. Not struggle, I tackle this kind of idea often of how much is in my own control and how much is pre-planned. And I, you, you, I don't let the idea stress me out. I, I, I kind of, again, like to play with kind of the romantic, the romantic side of it a little bit of some of it is in my control and maybe some of it isn't. Like maybe, maybe I was always destined to move back to Launceston and be the artistic director of Taz Dance. Or maybe I wasn't. This is, you know, like uh, last year... I was very happy in Melbourne. Uh, yeah, I love Yellow Wheel and I miss Yellow Wheel very much. I was really enjoying my job at Transit. Um, and then this job popped up and 
I, and I kind of looked at the rehearsal director I was working with and went, I think I have to do this. I think I have to go for it. Um, so I think that, yeah, I, I think, and I've, heard, I've said this forever, that you have, you have to work hard. You always have to work as hard as you can and to achieve, like, like don't, don't take any day as, as a write-off. Um, make sure you give yourself rest time. Rest time is very important, but um, yeah, if you want something, go for it wholeheartedly. Strive for it as much as you can, um, and something and something will happen. But know that, like, you're like, how old are you now? Uh, Fifteen, turning sixteen. Fifteen, turning sixteen. So, like, so. It'd be interesting for you to think about what it is you want to do with your career now, and then in ten years, and then even in just ten years' time, see whether what you've done or what you're doing, whether your current fifteen-year-old self would have been able to comprehend that. Because I, because I, would nearly guarantee that you cannot, that you that potentially potentially you cannot comprehend the amazing things that you can do in your career. And, that, and that's that's amazing. Like that, that's such an amazing you know, idea. You know, like, and this is a conversation I have with colleagues often. That, you know, like when I was when I was 15, there's no way I could comprehend what I've done in my career and what I'm doing in my career. So that's, you know, that, 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 that that's exciting to me. I always think it's like crazy for you and um, my director Katie McCarthy to think of like how much you have done because since I like started wanting to maybe do a professional career like at around 14 to where I am now only 15 turning 16 I feel like I've done so much and every now and again I just go oh yeah I forgot I did that show or you know and I just think it's crazy how you have like this whole bunch of experiences that can lead up to just that one little thing yeah yeah so, so imagine what the next 10 years is going to look like. Imagine what the next 20 years is going to look like. Wow! You know, like, it's just... Like, that's, that just fills me with such... It's scary, but it's, it, it's enthralling. Like, you know, it's so exciting. Uh, like, if it, if it was all planned out or you knew what was going to happen, that would... Yeah, like, maybe that's... Like, you know, we're really going there now. Maybe that is, like, you know, the, the secret of life, is that... You know, we, you don't know what's around the corner or you don't know what's ahead of you. Like, you know, like... A, even if you think about the idea of friendship, like that, at 15 years old, there are a whole bunch of friends that you haven't even met yet. That's amazing. You know, that, that could be and, and probably will be some of the best friends you'll have in your entire life, and they haven't even met them yet. But that's, that, that's amazing. Yeah, I totally agree. It's quite scary, and I think it's... But me and my friends tend to think it's crazy how sometimes... There might just be that one person out there that you haven't even met who can you can end up being the rest of your spending the rest rest of your life with. It's crazy. Think like how my parents even met, just like coincidence from and they're from like two hours apart and they just magically happen to be in the same place at the same time. It's crazy. It's crazy, right? And it's the same with your career. Like it's really. Yeah, so that, that that's why I think it's it's nice to have to strive and have goals, but like let 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 the goals 
be you know, like I, you know, I'm kind of contradicting myself a little bit of because I had such when I was your age, well, when I was 18, I had such a clear goal of getting a chunky move. But actually, now I now I tell any young person that um, that the, the goal the goal is to have a career. The goal is to have a career in dance because you can't specify any greater than that because you don't know what's around the corner. And, and, and if you do specify it too much, maybe you might miss out on... You don't know, you know? Like, that, that's, like that's, that's so great. I, I think that, 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 yeah, that... And it's the same for me. Like, yeah, like, this is a really new project and a new idea, and hopefully I've still got a good couple of decades left in me of making dance works and creating projects, and who knows who's around the corner. Um, and that's a really wonderful, exciting and inspiring thing, I reckon. Um, and on that topic of exciting things, I guess you being an artistic director at the moment, you are pretty excited with what you're doing. Um, what is exciting you in dance at the moment? Topics, you know, the way you move, all those sorts of things. Yeah, totally. I think in Australia there's, a, there's been a real changing of the guard. Um, you know, there's, uh, I am one of a pool of um, a number of new artistic directors that are running major organisations around the country, and I think that's really exciting. Uh, I, I think there's a real interest in big community dance projects um, that are you know that are really inclusive and celebrate uh, how beautifully individual we can be in a in a society, in a community, and, and encourage cross-cultural connections. Um, yeah, like, I, th- I think these are really fantastic things. Um, down here, particularly in Tassie, you know, Taz Dance and myself, we're starting to work with some really fantastic First Nation artists down here, um, which I'm really, really incredibly excited about. And So, the, the I, I think the, the thirst for new, the thirst for new collaborations and connections and, and ways that we can make dance, uh, I think is really exciting. Um, really exciting. Yes, I agree. Um, for you to travel to all those places, do you think that um, Australian contemporary dance, or just dance in general, um, is missing out on anything that you have seen anywhere else? I, I, I think that dance... I think dance in Australia um, is still, at times, still trying to really find itself. We're still trying to understand what it wants to achieve, but I think Australia is trying to do that right now. Um, yeah, like our, our art form, all art form will often reflect the current society that it, it, it exists in, um, and and that's not saying that the rest of the world have got themselves sorted out because clearly they don't. But um, I, I think that I think the more that we can see, the more that people are thirsty about travelling and experiencing new ideas and connecting with different artists and collaborators, the more that we can be informed. And yeah, like, like I often, you know, the rest of the world will you know kind of mock Australia a little bit for being a bit behind the trends. Um, but uh, yeah, but I'd encourage I'd encourage a- any Australian dance artist to to seek for external, but also keep looking at deepening the internal and, and, and deepening what it is from within you that you want to express because at the end of the day it's you like at the end of the day it's you as the artist it's you as the dancer, the maker, the teacher, the choreographer um, 
and, uh, and yeah, and we'll, we'll, we'll find a way. And look, some of the best advice that I ever got as a young student was make the dance that you want to watch. And, I, and I've stuck by that for most of my career. Um, and, I, and, I can, and, I, and there's been a few times, really only a couple of small times, that I have not followed that mantra, and it was horrible, and I would never do it again. Thank you for listening to this episode. I am Paige Carr, one of the Youth Ambassadors, and I also interviewed Adam Rutherford and Isabella Stone. You can find out more about AYDF online. Episode notes for this episode are at delvingintodance.com. You can also find both Delving Into Dance and Oz Dance Victoria on Twitter and Facebook. You can subscribe for more podcast episodes on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play and many other podcast platforms. You can find many podcast episodes on the archive. Some of my favourites include Joshua Pether's interview as well as Cheryl Stock. Thank you for listening and for stepping into this new experience with me. Live creatively and remember, falling is one of the ways of moving.